0: There he is. I get to say. Uh, mm. Quarantine. Yeah. Looking good ah. on me. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Not seeing the sun <laughs> for weeks. <laughs>
1: I say this is the only time of the week that I'll actually open my blinds. Gotten onto me before for having the room to. I can't see you, Jared. So Where dork? are you? We uh
0: finally uh, convinced the wife to let me. Put up a Star Wars blanket as a uh, (laughs) curtain, a blackout curtain for this room. This
1: will stop the coronavirus.
0: (laughs) Back at you. (laughs) Uh, I wish I could say that uh, I was delusional in that sense, uh, looking for security. But mainly, uh, there was too much glare on the TV. I was like, I can't stand it, no more. (laughs) We've got to block out nature.
1: Like our buddy Josh said, the key to good viewing is turning all the lights on in what the idiot. house. <laughs> Jesus. He, he was I see on i better one. with the lamp on. <laughs> God,
0: his, his early uh, 20s, late teens, I don't know, he was argumentative, son of a bitch, over the, like, the dumbest shit, just like this yes, <laughs> man who uh, just won't admit defeat to uh, <laughs> Sleepy Time, going to Mr. Napper's house, <laughs> says that uh, the movie looks better if you blast as many lights as you can at the screen.
1: Yeah, definitely not an attempt to keep him awake. No. The same the same guy that fell asleep in the middle of a baseball game in his seat. A Major League Baseball game.
0: <laughs> the uh, lighting situation has no effect on, on him. He just pulls a, the brim of the cap down and falls asleep for a one o'clock <laughs> start time. Yeah, countless theaters I've gone to, Jared, with our dearly departed co-hosts, where uh, they don't dim the lights, they just put a spotlight in your face as you're trying to watch... <laughs> under release.
1: See, uh, every theater I've been in has, uh, you know, turned the lights off. That's an interesting take. What an idiot. No <laughs>
0: one <longer with> this. <laughs> <laughs> the scotch on the
1: rocks. Please, any scotch will do... As long as it's not a blend, of course, uh, single malt. Plenty of plenty perhaps, maybe a Glen Gow, any Glen. Drum's on. I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. A martini, shaken, not stirred.
0: Alright, Jared. We have, uh, what, what? anniversary is this oh my god world 35 years yeah 35 1985,
1: years. almost as old as us
0: yes uh so we were not age appropriate for uh i don't know i guess cat's eye is like a uh what is it like a blink 182 of horror movies it's like your <laughs> starter kit for like the <laughs> you know the nickelodeon set maybe i don't know what i would call it is it rated pg13 or is it r i
1: didn't actually check the rating it can't be r though yeah, well time. Uh, has a strange
0: wraparound story because uh, these are based on uh, Stephen King short stories, which the first two parts I, I was familiar with because I remember – I think these were some of the first Stephen King stories I read. My uncle gave me a copy of one of his books, and uh, I think it was with Skeleton Crew or something like that. That um, sounds right. And these, I remember these being in it as two of the better ones. So they got that right, but I, I think the third one, which unfortunately is where the uh, name of the film and the poster – comes into play about this uh, champion gladiator cat <laughs> sent to defend Drew Barrymore. I believe that's original to the film uh and yeah that that's the one that sort of sticks out, which is like what they hung their hat on as far as marketing goes so not too far off at least with that portion. A third of it from, what was the Nickelodeon show, Are You Afraid of the Dark?
1: Are You Afraid of the Dark? While I was watching it, I said to myself, this is like maybe a step up from Goosebumps. Yeah. Like the entirety of it. Like, you know, not much scarier. Maybe, I mean, obviously you're not going to see a rolling human head in (laughs) Goosebumps probably. But nothing that like, there was nothing in it that caused me to get Goosebumps or to actually be creeped out by anything.
0: What about... uh? Girls just wanna have fun. Did you oh, feel man. did you feel real creepy as a history's greatest
1: <laughs> cinema's greatest monster
0: <laughs> mid 30 something Parker. during quarantine you're, you're clicking on oh, this God, what is that Jeff Bezos and the government tracking you to see like what age group is watching girls just <laughs> wanna have fun on its 35 year anniversary
1: I imagine somebody will come and check on me from the government. We noticed that you've been playing (coughs) girls just want (laughs) to have fun during your quarantine. We wanted to check on your mental health. Sorry, uh, my wife didn't want me to
0: open with this but it was too good not to uh i just click on it oftentimes she doesn't really know what we're about to watch because she knows okay all your podcast nonsense like just Just whatever (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) if i lose uh if i lose interest here you know i'm just gonna get my phone my ipad whatever you do your thing uh but since uh pretty quickly you get the tone of this movie and then the uh cheesy 80s title card of the individual words come in girls just want to yep. have fun she, <laughs> she she looked at me and says i don't i don't think you're qualified to comment on this i don't think she basically like stay in your lane
1: you don't I'm like, like, you don't speak for me 1985 movie sometimes i don't want to have fun uh, I think she, was, well, I think
0: she was meeting us. I was like, oh, you know, two gosh. grown men, like, uh, come on now. You know, this is, basically is like poor form. You, you know, this is not meant for you. <laughs> Why are you digging it up, <laughs> celebrating its 35th birthday? Uh, presumably just the shit all over it. Uh, but I may have a surprise out there for you, Jerry, because I, w- I was surprised watching these two together. Uh, my feelings on, on them. I had uh, expectation for one and very minimal for the other. And, uh, yeah, I think one of them ended up being scarier than the other, which is...
1: <laughs> you're not being genuine, but I, I'll go along with this angle that you're doing for the podcast. Yeah,
0: we need, you know, we need a take, right? Yeah. All right, so sure. which one do you want to start with? Actually, I didn't look up anything. I don't think either one of these are, like, big hits, but I think they've each developed, like, sort of like a cult following. Because I was at least aware of both of these movies. Uh, I had not seen another one until you know, doing this for the podcast though. So, I mean, what, what are the, what are the numbers? What what was the reaction to these two when they initially released?
1: As far as cat's eye goes, uh, we don't, <laughs> with their older movies, we don't have a lot of, uh, basis for these, uh, 67% was for the critics, 27 total reviews. That's not the bad audience? for this type of movie. No, two thirds of, uh, critics, the audience didn't like it. Nearly as much, forty nine percent.
0: I think that goes back to having two adult centric stories: one about James Woods trying to quit smoking, the other about a, a vengeful, um, I guess, mafia boss <laughs> when this woman is stolen from him by a, a tennis pro. Those damn tennis pros, which are just walking <laughs> erections, as we all know. <laughs> uh, and then, as I said, the third one, Drew Barrymore and the champion cat. So uh,
1: I could you selling me on this gladiator cat, <laughs> cat idea? Though I mean that. <laughs>
0: I mean, a mild spoiler for the film, but I guess not cuz I think it's the first scene. You just got yeah. this cat strolling through, you know, like wandering not just a city but multiple cities. He's like traveling like the countryside and he's getting these ominous messages from TV screens of like a what appears to be a, a demonic Drew Barrymore to like come save her, help her. And then he sort of wanders off and meets a as I said a walking erection tennis pro. And so you kind of put that on pause. You put that in the back of your mind. But it's always there. It's always scratching underneath the surface. Like, well, that was kind of strange. Who was talking to this cat? Anyway, I guess we're going to go on this tangent now. So I can see the audience. I don't know what the trailers were like. Maybe this is a cue to me. Editor Mike, drop a clip here. Let's see what some of the marketing material was.
1: Oh, the nice, kitty. No, oh, no. He's fine. <laughs> Maybe a little crispy around the paws, but otherwise, he's fine. Ow. Damn it. You barbecue all the cats you want. If you don't have me out of here inside of
0: 15 seconds, I'm going to call the cops on you faster than you can say Marlboro, man.
1: You better listen to the big picture, Mr. Morrison. Quitters Incorporated was endowed by a very important person. After he died of lung cancer, we realized that there were certain techniques that he had developed in the family business that we can now use to stop people from smoking. Actually, this is a very nice tax gimmick. But mainly, we're interested in helping our fellow man. For the first month, our operatives will have you under constant supervision. You may see some of them all at a time. You may see all of them some of the time. But believe me, Mr. Morrison, you'll never see all of them all at a time you smoke they'll see you
0: bring me down here and s- stick me in the old cat room i suppose no
1: we bring your wife down here and stick her in a cat room you get to watch
0: you know maybe it was just misleading maybe you're just you have two different very uh you know styles uh two very different demographics here and if you enjoyed half the film, you really hated the other half. And if you love Champion Cat, you think the other stuff's not silly enough. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> you like you've, Champion uh, Cat? You love this?
1: <laughs> uh, you've you've improved my. Uh, I, I originally came in with some sour feelings about it, but the idea of this cat <laughs> going from city to city to whooping ass, Whipping ass, is <laughs> <whipping ass. laughs> killing me inside. <laughs> He does get stabbed with a knife. So I yes. mean, <laughs> the ridiculousness we're talking about. Stabbed talking with about a knife,
0: a f- he gets uh, electrocuted <laughs> by the, <laughs> the guy who really hates the tobacco industry. You're uh, really
1: like painting this picture for me. This cat's been through hell. Like I, I I've got to change my mind. This is a, this is <laughs> basically the killer. man,
0: the man with no name trilogy, except it's a cat just <laughs>
1: stumbling into town to town. <laughs>
0: so I'm guessing you, so you were one Uh, of the uh, audience kind of leaning. You you initially did not like this until my ridiculous uh, take on it.
1: (laughs) Your ridiculous take has saved it. But yeah, I I don't know. It's just Stephen King movies are such a sore spot because they, they never ever capture what he is able to do with just words. Like there's no amount of, In most of his movies, where it's like there's no, there's, you can't match the creepiness, you can't match the ambience, you can't, I mean, the storytelling, that's a little bit, that's unfair because you can't really match a book in two hours. But, well,
0: I mean, a lot of his, especially his more well known works, they're pretty, pretty long. I mean, you could probably kill a man with one of his novels, (laughs) at least beat him senseless with one. So, yeah, I mean, I think uh, both you and I are fans of Salem's Lot, which has had, Man, two adaptations now, two TV. I think series one
1: adaptations. Old one I think. Wasn't it like TNT or something TNT like? Twenty years the, ago, the newer one. Yeah, uh, and then there was one like
0: late seventies, early eighties. And I've yeah, seen I've watched that one a lot. I've seen both, uh, but I think I've only seen them once. I don't. I mean, I have like images in my head, which <laughs> Jared went to <laughs> one of my Halloween parties. <laughs> It's the vampire from Salem slot. So, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, I guess for you, that has superseded all my memories of the film versions. And now I just see you in those scenes, (laughs) you know, that scene where you're pulled over by a cop and you're full on vampire attire.
1: Yeah. We, uh, got to attribute that one to long late host Josh Dotson. That was. I guess I can admit if I got shot as the Salem Slot vampire, that would be funny for everybody else. Probably not me. But. I don't know
0: if you want to die in one of those like uh those old fashioned like, you know, uh but man, the world is really weird. Newspaper stories where it's like a little like paragraph of like, here's a funny thing that happened to somebody, man killed dressed as vampire in <laughs> <from> Salem slot. <laughs> night. Vampires shot to death on Halloween. <laughs> 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 but, but i get what you're saying as far as i i, I think that uh, well especially in the 80s there were so many like mm-hmm. i've not seen uh you know a number of the stephen king movies i've just skipped because even i think from an early age if stephen king has a reputation as like oh one of the great uh horror authors he also has the uh reputation as like the movies are bad and it's you know you have <laughs> i think you yep. have stuff like stand by me and shawshank redemption the ones that are not scary yep. that have done far far better as, as filmed entertainment, but the, uh, yeah, the, the, like this, his bread and butter stuff. I don't know what, like, what's the best one as far as like a horror movie. That's actually like seen as like a really great film.
1: Carrie, Carrie, uh, didn't Cuj- wasn't Cujo pretty well. I never saw Cujo. I don't know. You never saw Cujo. Mm-hmm. It's pretty scary, but it's, it's also pretty much in the realm of like realism though, too. So, uh,
0: <laughs> not like this cat. I mean, it's just it is a scary dog <laughs> that will kill you. No, this is <laughs> not champion it, I mean, cat.
1: Which they they pretty much had that allude to Cujo in the beginning of the movie, didn't did they? Did you like the
0: little sort of Easter eggs, the sort of tip of the cat? I, to, didn't.
1: I did You know, a lot of times I can find that stuff kind of what's the word contrite or. Mm. Uh, kind of corny or whatever, whatever I'm trying to say, but so yeah, you I didn't you mind were one
0: the guys, uh, when the, uh, Avengers Endgame, game, when all the, all the chicks got together for the, the girl <laughs> fight pose, you were one of the the guys standing up saying that tears it
1: <laughs> yeah. And my uh, vintage Simpson guy, comic book guy, I swear. Like, I have my grievances with things, but that's just... Uh... I
0: mean, okay, I, I will only agree with the men this, I guess, in this case that, uh, boy, that's kind of contrived that just so happened that all the women are standing together. But in a series of movies that are like, you know, like 25 deep or whatever now, where it's routine for heroes to line up and just charge at villains, <laughs> like looking like they're taking a high school yearbook photo. I don't mm-hmm. know, that just seems to be what superheroes do, right? They just stand in a line, wait for them all, and then they, uh, they, they they, do the choreographed thing, much like, well, cats from last week, right? They stand around oh until it's their time.
1: You just ruined my whole... <laughs> buttholes, <laughs> how about that? You like buttholes?
0: That brings you back. <laughs> Who doesn't like buttholes? <laughs> we are talking about cats, so I-, <laughs> I promise you people. <laughs> we'll get back to it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so, box office wise, from what yeah. I saw, this uh, like didn't do. Like the budget, according to Wikipedia, seven million. Uh, only did three and a half in North America, thirteen point one worldwide. So, I guess here in the states, did not do very well. I don't. I don't know if they,
1: you know, went to the red on this one or not. And, uh, they had to have plastered Stephen King. If you're going to have a Stephen King property, I would imagine it was plastered all over the advertisement. So. I don't know. Maybe there was some confusion. I admit there was some confusion whenever you proposed the movie to me. I was like, "Cat's Eye." I've never heard.
0: Have you heard of a uh, creep show because I think that's. I read also that this was supposed to be another entry into uh, the creep show series. Uh, and I don't know what happened with the rights, but they were just like, "Ah, fuck it. We'll just call it Cat's Eye. There's a cat <laughs> in it." Or, or maybe they just work backwards and like Cat's Eye is a good title, and I'll come up with a third act with a cat, and that's, that's how we, we end up with him. <laughs> Him or her that fighting theory, a
1: troll with a miniature sword. That that would uh, lend a lot of uh, credence to how the movie ended up. Yeah, here's a cat. <laughs> Thirty minutes of a horror story with a cat and a
0: goblin. I think probably uh, at that time, uh, I could see this being dismissed because uh, yeah. I talked on. I think it was our our uh, cats episode where I was saying. I got the the kick recently to just like watch some 90s movies. Like just mm-hmm. get me back to the early to mid 90s. Really of any any sort action movie, comedy, whatever just basically that just g- get me out of our present day time period. Where <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not possible to do this with the computers you had yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, and just the, years ago. you know, get me get me out of the outrage culture that, you know, just oh. back to when you know, titties were titties and they were just gratuitous. <laughs> They just threw him in for no real reason. Amen, brother. <laughs> You're definitely preaching to the choir on this. One. I was just watching. Um, maybe this one is more appropriate to our, our current state. But I was watching End of Days for a podcast I do on '99 uh, <laughs> uh, movies from 1999. Yeah. And I know, I think you and I watched that one together. Mm-hmm. I think we went to the that movies is, to see that.
1: That was our double feature, actually. What
0: was it? Was it, was it? was it Bone Collector? Bone
1: Collector.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, Well, that was uh, – I got into an argument on that podcast about that being like the the, the peak, uh, around the peak of Angelina Jolie's like, I mm. guess, you know, uh, appeal to to young men. Because um, yeah. Yeah, that was right – was it right before Tomb Raider? That was – and then it was – then, you know, the, the yeah. slow, the gradual descent to <laughs> – Pretty much downhill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah to, to To Crazyville. I, I don't know. It's actually interesting if you think about it. She came in crazy crazy and cool. And then I guess you do that long enough. (laughs) People get tired of it. They're like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Still very attractive lady, but yeah. Um, Yeah. End of days. There's a sequence. And so this is the end of that decade where the devil uh, inhabits uh, Gabriel Byrne in a restaurant. And I guess he's having a dinner meeting with another couple. You, you assume based on how the scene plays out that it's with a husband and a wife uh and he's uh you know going stag i guess and, but then the devil possesses him in a bathroom uh throws him around for some reason and he comes out and immediately walks back to the table and pulls out the woman's tit and just starts pressing <laughs> it and i i mean you would have thought i maybe i'm just old but i had seen this before i didn't really remember that i didn't remember some other antics the devil gets into like he has a threesome with a mother and daughter which is
1: uh a little oh. icky given the porn landscape that's i mean <laughs> he was ahead of his time that devil <laughs> <have his> time.
0: <laughs> but he does this and i'm like i guess the uh characters the in the the scene where it's like <gasps> like you know, what is he He just pulled out her breasts but i'm i'm looking at it even from a movie's perspective i'm like that just does not that would not even the devil now in 2020 movie it is still satan satan's still bad as far as i know they just would not allow that to stand, and it really served no function in that scene. Because I believe, like five seconds later, he blows up the entire building and walks out <laughs> in fire. So
1: <laughs> he escalates pretty quickly, that <laughs> yeah. devil. <laughs> yeah,
0: he just, you know, he just wanted to grab that that one one hooter right then and there.
1: I mean, if you know you're going to blow the woman up in five minutes, I mean, you know. Oh my God. (laughs) The
0: the man starts to like, like, how dare you? And it's like, he just gives Um, him a look like, hey, back off. (laughs) The (laughs) devil's back. (laughs) It's been a while. (laughs) Uh, This, uh, I promise you, cat's eye my point is Mm -hmm. end of days when you and i watched it in 1999 not knowing this is this is the end of i guess 90s breasts at the movies just you know popping out even though it's not like a sex thriller or anything like that
1: (laughs) for no reason whatsoever yeah
0: just there it is um i i think that i remember thinking end of days while silly wasn't silly enough and sort of taking it for granted. And now I'm watching it as some sort of artifact. Like, how did they ever make movies like this? This was a mainstream release. I'm I'm going to posit that Cat's Eye, initially, mm. since you get so many of these sort of 80s kind of cheesy horror movies, at the time it's just like, oh, another. But now mm. I, I feel like a lot of these have been... Uh, when people have picked them up, dust them off, they're they're seen as sort of cherished things. Like people, when they rediscover them, there is that sense of nostalgia and uh, I guess comfort that people want to go back to. Because I, I, online, when I was reading of it, like current reviews, it seems like people are like, "Yeah, this is good. This is uh, this. I miss <laughs> movies like this. Why don't they make them like this anymore?" And I'm sure, I'm sure that would have been incredibly unhip in 1985 for cinephiles oh, then. Yeah.
1: I think also we got to keep in mind the relative. Low bar for horror, which I mean, you you kind of alluded to that anyway, but man, you talk about the landscape of films that is just nothing but like 99% shit. And it's been ever since, you know, we've gotten, you know, easier avenues for distribution, you can just come out with your own stupid shit and it'll be on demand or some streaming (sighs) service has picked up your fucking terrible, low budget, awful horror film. I
0: would say a horror. Horror and, and rom-coms. Rom-coms are not, you know, the, the, if I I keep going back to the 90s, but like even the, you know, the 2000s, you'd have big budget rom-coms that were expected to, uh, I did one uh, on another podcast, What Women Want, and it grossed something insane. It was like a 40 plus million dollar opening weekend. And that's just mm-hmm. watching Mel Gibson, like, <laughs> try to de-pants Helen Hunt for 90 90- <laughs> 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 That's, I mean, it's it, it's not much different. It's a little bit, you know, high concept, but... Not much more different than something like you know, Matthew McConaughey would do for ten years before True Detective, where it's just like here's the silly <laughs> conceit and they're gonna like mm-hmm. talk around fucking until they actually do in their roll credits. I but yeah, you're right. Like horror especially in the eighties, because it was cheap to throw them out there, the target audience yeah. was expected to be <clears throat> young and dumb, <clears throat> and you could part with their money easily. Uh then you get into something like Well, uh, Stephen King won uh misery, mm-hmm. which wins Kathy Bates an Oscar. Uh, mm-hmm. The next year, Silence of the Lamb sweeps the Oscars. So you have this almost like rare moment in the sun where like horror movies were somewhat elevated to general audiences and prestige. But yeah, your point now with everything going digital, it's like the mm-hmm. horror stuff you find on Netflix, the, the romantic comedies. It is just like throw as much as you can at the wall, mm-hmm. do it cheaply, and uh, yeah, we're we're back, <laughs> we're back in the the drudgery and the mucky muck for this particular <laughs> uh, film. But, actually, this one does seem like far better than anything netflix is doing mm-hmm. like and and i know this is like cheesy crap like but why <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it appeals to me if netflix would just throw some money behind mm-hmm. champion cat like a, a feature <laughs> <laughs> you'd have something
1: there's um there's a there's an anthology that's completely um animation right now on netflix that i like it's love death and robots i don't know Is if you've heard of it
0: david fincher did he yeah. produce that i've david, heard of it yeah
1: david fincher and tim miller now it's had its share of problems as far as the the, the me too culture that we live in I, I don't think that there's
0: no devil grabbing a tit in a restaurant <laughs> and then setting it on fire but it,
1: it's more about actual production of it like i don't think that there's a female director on any of the shorts so I mean there's there's act, there's voice actors and such but I don't think there's actually like a creator in there but if you like horror anthologies uh, it might be something to check out
0: I've got another one for you uh oh girls just want to have fun
1: <laughs>
0: the girls of holy grace have a reputation to uphold
1: dayo say day you say day you say day you say day Deal. We made a deal when I was seven and a half nightlife with the Muppet Show. Yes. Sorry. Do you do any step you can do? I hate him. He's a guy and he's alive. What's there to hate? He's just...
0: Uh, you know? I mean... Uh. Is he gonna call you tomorrow? I think so. We're in this
1: thing together we huh? sure are the moves the music the movie
0: let's do it
1: girls just want to have fun the real horror movie is a pairing <laughs>
0: like okay look <clears throat> so I've, I've talked endlessly at this point and presumably if anyone had any interest for cat's eye they've already like paused the podcast and probably looked up the this segment on YouTube where this cat fights a troll that's living <laughs> in this young girl in Drew Barrymore's walls. Uh, that's uh, they
1: owe you some money because the, you've really oversold the entire concept of the movie. I mean, the
0: fight is fun though. The, the, the fight is <laughs> <It's> goofy <laughs> yeah, using a record player as like a discus type thing. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I could see an actual cat uh, doing. I mean, you and I have been around cats. They're they're kind of mean, and especially when they're like you know stalking their prey. It's not like I've got a dog laying next to me. If a dog, like Brody, if he went out to kill something, he would just go to kill it. Mm-hmm. And a cat would like the torture aspect. It would be the devil pulling out the <laughs> troll's <laughs> breast and tweaking it before it set it to <laughs> Girls Just Want to Have Fun has a similar character to that cat. And I already mentioned her. The great Helen Hunt, who is playing like the ultimate troll in this movie. She is, I, I wrote my Letterbox review. Someone you immediately want as your friend because she's a phenomenal, phenomenal friend and she's a fantastic troll too. like, I mean, like
1: uh,
0: (laughs) quick draw when it comes to being a dickhead is Helen Hunt here (laughs) in this film (laughs) and and so quick with how to ruin somebody, how to make them uh, look uncool, uh, how to destroy their house, destroy their father's hair. Uh, and what is she she's outside the window cackling at you, cackling and pointing. Like this is to to go back to Carrie, this is a film that embraces the bullies that tormented Carrie and yet they're they're painted as the heroes because I guess you have Sarah Jessica Parker, who it's like, Well, it's all in service of her making her mm-hmm. dreams come true. But Helen Hunt is a madwoman here. She she's on a tear <laughs> and I have to admit, I enjoyed seeing the sociopath (laughs) dance and destroy anything (laughs) that comes down her path.
1: I knew it would be the type of character that you would enjoy, because she never turns it off. Like, every single scene she's in, it's always, I'm going to be a dickhead one way or the other.
0: Like, that scene that I love from Swingers, I feel like I just dropped it in one of our episodes. Uh, You'll have to excuse me with our continuity, because the way we talk and I edit... And then listen back; it all runs together. But the sequence where Vince Vaughn, at the end of Swingers, is saying "I'm the asshole in the bar. I'm the asshole." He's he's dancing on tables. Mm. He's talking about where to pick up the high school girls. <laughs> that is that sequence is Helen Hunt for 80 minutes straight. She is <laughs> <laughs> she has a babysitting gig. They're on the bus. She's ripping her clothes off and like turning them inside out for whatever reason to make herself look edgier. to, to, you know, an eight-month-old baby and, (laughs) (laughs) like, tells her friend, like, oh, I can't have you miss whatever, what, dance party TV or whatever, uh, basically, like, a a mid-80s whatever MTV was doing, like, TRL-type thing, Mm -hmm. like, you just come over and watch it. It'll be cool. And... I'm thinking okay she's just like does not give a shit what this mother that's paying her to babysit her child says like hey i've brought this person over they're going to watch your tv what else what did they say Jared she's got a 26 inch tv 25
1: inch tv and also don't worry about it don't 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 sweat it she'll drive you home like she don't even know this person she'll cuz i'm going to tell her <laughs> <laughs> I Helen Hunt will tell her to drive
0: you home i as much as i'm being nostalgic about different times when they mentioned the 25 inch tv and I'm holding like a you know 13 inch iPad in my palms as I watch a 55 inch TV like multiple screens surrounding me. I'm like, okay, maybe I don't want to be in those times. I say that even with a you know global pandemic going on, maybe I still don't want to. And then when I see the TV, I'm like, oh my god, just put it in my put it in my brain pan right now.
1: This <laughs> probably in the Smithsonian right now. <laughs>
0: So uh, you, were you as enthusiastic as I was about I, Helen Hunt, Master
1: Troll? My only note about Helen Hunt was that she sounded 45 her entire life. <laughs> Other than that, like her voice is insane in that you could like, I would feel like that was Helen Hunt like last week or hmm. something. Like she sounds so old, even though she's obviously a very young person in this movie.
0: So it's about as off-putting as if you saw like <laughs> a uh, you know teenage dance comedy with sam elliott and he sounds like himself so, like, now
1: i said the pairing between sarah jessica parker's face and helen hunt's voice was Ooh. <laughs> Ooh.
0: <laughs> that, that might be the first time i negatively used the nasty hellcat sound effect like, <laughs> you have to come up with an opposite version like <laughs> Whatever the cold shower version of Nasty Hellcat yeah, sound effect
1: is, I'd say just hissing and nonsense.
0: Um, Roll the clip. Yeah, cat's Eye fight scene. Roll a clip. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I don't know, man. It's just after last week with the cats, there's only so much dancing and bullshit I can take. And also, this is on and set in Chicago and it's fucking embarrassing for yours truly. I feel
0: like, is that the uh, John Hughes effect? Like almost every teenage comedy is set in the great state of illinois like or around the chicago area
1: i don't know what it is man like it certainly didn't do capital of the world i didn't
0: know that (laughs) chicago Chicago
1: (laughs) dance capital of the world (laughs) two little little, lily white girls out at midnight (laughs) running the streets dancing another thing
0: another point of respect for helen hunt (laughs) she's basically doing like Uh, fly girls dancing from in living color. She's just like shaking her (laughs) hair and her ass. Like, (laughs) but it's Helen Hunt, by God, because you know, there's no uh, gymnastics involved. Every time Sarah Jessica Parker camera pulls back, suddenly you're, you know, you're, you're up in the box with, with Harry Carey. Like, you know, you're, you're far (laughs) removed from what's going on down the field. And she does flips and cartwheels around. Uh, yeah, the dancing. That would be a, uh, a caveat, I guess. Even if you were the target audience in the mid '80s, uh, I don't think this. I mean, this isn't even. It doesn't have the dirty dancing stuff, right? It doesn't even have Swayze. It doesn't even have uh, stuff where you can be like, "Well, I don't like this movie, but you got to respect the man. You respect those legs on that
1: Swayze guy." This narrative is terrible, but this dancing is fucking <laughs> hot. Look at his thighs. <laughs> They tried for that, though. (laughs) I mean, they really tried for that. You've got this, like, long-haired proletariat type of, oh, man, he's riding a motorcycle. Oh, he's a bad boy. His dad's working a shit job, and his mom's dead. His dad.
0: uh, Man. Uh, I mean, I... I
1: Unbelievable person
0: in the movie. I respected the, the graciousness of the man, I guess, with this kid, because well one thing common i had to my wife as we're watching it um you know i'm trying to be respectful because she said we're not <laughs> we're not allowed in this this club here cause <laughs> cat's eye noticed i didn't have any there was no barrier put up for me on cat's eye I was like yeah this is your type of shit you can you can eat this <laughs> um the the strange thing with a lot of these movies and another one i, I just had on for uh another podcast this morning i uh, was dead poet society i was revisiting that which is Probably like the classic story of like a uh, overbearing parent who denies their, their kid, like their passions, like, no, no, you're going to do what I tell you. You're going to be a doctor, blah, blah, blah. You see that a lot in pop culture, but thinking about it, I think for most of our lifespan, certain, certainly now, uh, I think it goes the opposite way. If a kid displays any sort of skill set, uh, that they can win prizes, trinkets, uh, or anything. (laughs) I think parents become overbearing in that like soccer mom supportive way where it's like becomes their entire life to get them to every possible tournament and every possible club. And it's weird that most movies you watch, the parents like, no, no, you're good at something. I don't give a shit. You're not doing it, (laughs) which doesn't doesn't seem like the parents in both respects are assholes. They're overbearing in different ways. But in movies, there's such disregard for it. And it's it's interesting because this is not. Well, it's not dirty dancing in many respects, but I'm even talking about literally the dancing they're doing is like like a fucking 1950s sock hop type shit. There, you know, there's there's nothing like sexual about it except for the great Helen Hunt, Fly Girl, Fly Girl Helen Hunt, Jared Dotson's nightmare. I <laughs> not Rosie Perez or Jennifer Lopez, but Helen mm. Hunt <laughs> and the Lily White get- in Living Color.
1: <clears throat> I I know that we always, like as a society, say that there's thoughts that have every thought has been thought. But I think Helen Hunt, Fly Girl, would probably be trying to really uh, a trailblazer here. Appealing is what it is. Appealing to all. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, I don't know. I think it's weird how society has flipped a little bit in that sense, and. You know, beauty pageants and anything like Star Search. Not to date myself a little bit there, but that
0: would be in this ballpark, this
1: time period. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think (laughs) reality TV culture right now, like anything that your child could possibly get on TV for, even if it's Honey Fucking Boo Boo or whatever her name was, like exploitation of any child whatsoever. So I don't know. It's just seen as an out, I guess. As I mean, before that wasn't. You know, you didn't have reality TV in the 80s or any sort of.
0: No. And I mean, even I like of. the, uh, you know, the real world is like sort of seen as like the the one that kicked it off. And if you I don't know if you can uh, find those early episodes, I'm sure. Bur- because of the, uh, they were on MTV. I'm sure there's like rights issues with like the, they were just playing the music of the time and they probably don't, you know, I'm sure Pearl Jam is like, no, we do not want <laughs> to be streaming an, on, a, on a real world episode from 30 years ago. Please take that off. Um, uh, but if you can find those on the, you know, whatever, uh, off a truck, as Jared says, uh, <laughs> that would probably look, that would just look like a documentary film now. It would just be like, Oh, okay. You're just. Following people like they used they had jobs to go to, they had to worry about their bills. Uh that is far removed from like whatever it's been for the last hell even like 20 years. I think probably 10 years in it was a totally different show. Uh but yeah, you're right. It's like there would be just if you can make a buck off of it or if you can just have fame, uh you're going to mm-hmm. be pushed in front of it. I I mean, I'll give the film credit um there's basically Sarah Jessica Parker's father is the only one who's saying he's, he's a strict military guy. Uh, but he's not saying don't dance. He just seems unaware that she's even doing anything. Um, and it's, it's not revealed to him, I guess, until she's actually on the fucking TV, but it's the guy, it's the, the guy on the, the motorcycle, <laughs> the James Dean that they're trying to prop up here in the <laughs> mid eighties. Um, his dad uh, is, uh, I guess, the, The rich girl who wants to win the contest, like, uh, threatens this kid saying, I'm going to fire your dad at the factory. And when he tells his old man, he's like, son, can you win that dance contest? Fucking win it. (laughs) So absurd. (laughs) And uh, we cut to them at his local bar. And it's a bunch of dudes. My wife was cracking up at his buddy. That's like fist pumping behind him. And they like, they dunk his head and beer. Like his kids won the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. It reminded me of that great Zoolander scene where (laughs) Zoolander's dad and brother, the great Vince Vaughn, (laughs) coming from work in the coal mine, see (laughs) their brother, their son, as a damn mermaid, a merman, (laughs) Merman. (laughs) watching his water commercial and just the the quiet disgust on their face. (laughs) I'll grant you, Jared, the movie's probably (laughs) a little better <laughs> if, if that guy has to like shield his eyes and his like friends are like won't make eye because his son comes out in a belly shirt. Like not Sarah Jessica Parker.
1: <laughs> no, he's he's the he's one. More skin than- <laughs> I swear to God. That's the one thought I was having through the movies. Like this would be so much better. Comedic potential. If you had his dad just to, with his like his uh, hand over his eyes, like, oh he's goddamn dancing again, <laughs> and to know that he's gonna lose his job because of it. <laughs> I'm my union factory job because <laughs> my kid won't stop dancing. <laughs>
0: Maybe a montage sequence where he's cutting the bottoms of his t-shirts off, like. <laughs> His dad loading his revolver, <laughs> contemplating <laughs> an exit.
1: Handful of whiskey, just shaking Oh, God. oh, oh. Yeah, This that's, is uh... why
0: my wife said you two are not allowed <laughs> to talk about this.
1: You're going to shit on this for no re- no reason. Uh.
0: I was going to say I, I liked, uh, I enjoyed it. Mm. I, I, I enjoyed both movies. As uh, I think Jared is probably going to accuse me again for different reasons, because mm. I find I find my entry point into them because uh, I, I know, especially with girls, just want to have fun. <laughs> it's Look, this was at no point in our lives, even if we were born a decade earlier, this was never going to be targeted to us. I would never have seen it uh, theatrically. But Helen Hunt is a, a phenomenal like- character. The cat is fantastic. I also uh I guess you know politically speaking, I like seeing James Wood be shit on for a solid half hour and <laughs> being tortured for being an yeah. asshole. There's a lot to like here, which also at that time period probably wouldn't apply cuz I think I think he was pretty uh liberal
1: leaning back then. Oh, his uh mental di- <laughs> <laughs> mental disease didn't kick in into- <laughs> right got a little bit older. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> I uh... I don't know, man. It's not ageless, it was
0: like Helen Hunt, the ageless wonder.
1: God, she will sound that way before she goes in the casket. I imagine. Uh, We've got to do Twister.
0: I've got to. I've got to change our schedule. I've got to. I've got to put this sex pot back on the schedule for you because I just know <laughs> I got to make your week somehow. I got to be a good friend, like Helen Hunt,
1: <coughs> ultimate, <laughs> ultimate troll, a real dickhead. Yeah. And do what it. I, I uh I did not enjoy it, but again, we can agree to disagree.
0: At what point did you jump off? The title? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I, I took it for what it was up until about Belly shirt? there was about 10 or 15 minutes left and I was like, ah, sweet release we're going to have a a credits crawl and I'm going to be done with this you didn't like the tie,
0: I bet you hated the (laughs) tiebreaker that we had to have one more dance sequence
1: oh god, they get that paper out it's like we have a tie, and I was like, no god damn it (laughs) no more dancing, please I hate dancing
0: Twister came out in May 1996, so the anniversary's coming up, buddy
1: Coming oh, I know you up. want to do it, don't you?
0: There was a... I'm going to shout out Superfan um, <clears throat> because they did... God, what was it? Now I've even forgot what the fuck... Oh, Castaway. Co-host Barry uh, said Helen Hunt belongs in the, uh, I guess, uh, Cinematic Hall of Fame for uh, Greatest Rack for a wet tank top or a wet t-shirt contest. <laughs> <laughs> he referenced Castaway, the scene in the rain, Tom Hanks in the end, oh, they run and get the car and kiss mm-hmm. and... Uh, Twister. I mean, that's, she's facing the elements in a white tank top, uh, and then another one. As good as it gets, she shows up on Jack Nicholson's doorstep uh, in a rage and gets there and realizes she's been walking in the rain and uh, the headlights are on. <laughs> that that cannot be. That, that can't just be like coincidence. <laughs> it no, no, that that should prove on this Easter Sunday that there is a
1: God and He's, <laughs> he's standing out for us.
0: Is he going to call
1: you tomorrow? I think so. Uh you're the captain of the ship, buddy. I'm just along (laughs) for the ride. We're in this thing together, huh? We sure are. The moves. The music. The movie.
0: Let's do it.
1: Girls just want to have fun.